The Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello, and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. My name is Deborah Fitzgerald, editor of The Pulse. Today we're going to be talking about something that if you don't have it on your mind right now, you will very soon. Because as we speak, the Door County Treasurer's Office is churning out some 43,000 property tax bills. Once those property tax bills are ready, then the local treasurers come and pick them up and then they mail them to you. People are always wondering what will happen to their property tax bill when their municipality announces its plans for what's known as a revaluation. And there are many revaluations going on, not only in Door County, but across the state. In Door County, it's an unprecedented number, according to the Door County Real Property Listing Office. So municipalities have worked out their budgets or are just about done with their budgets. I believe it's December 15. They need to have their new tax rates by. So here to talk about revals and why they're happening and what it means for property owners is Dean Peters, who is Vice President of Operations for Associated Appraisal out of Appleton. And your company is the appraiser for some seven municipalities, I think, in Dora County. Welcome, Dean. Thank you. Happy to be here. So this is a topic that I, I hear a lot about from people because they don't really understand what a revaluation is and they don't really get why that's needed or why it's necessary. But I wanted to back up just a little bit because the total equalized value for Dora County in August, what happens is the Department of Revenue produces its new equalized values report every August. And what that showed for the entire state was a big increase in the total equalized value or the market value of all property within a municipality. In Door County, that went up about $2.2 billion. And as well, every municipality's market values rose 13%, I think, was the lowest one in Brussels, and the highest was 32% in the village of Egg Harbor and the village of Sister Bay. So now this is the market value, correct? Yes, equalized value reflects full market value. Okay. The assessed value is different. The assessed value is the value that will be used to determine your taxes, correct? Correct. All right. So why are they different, Dean? Well, that's a great question. The way the property tax system is set up, the actual assessment of individual properties takes place at the municipal level, at the local government level, and each city, town, and village can have their own assessor, and they can decide how often they want to update assessments to market value. The state has to have a means of measuring the difference between market value and assessed value. Because the state legislature requires, assessments have to be within 10% of market value at least once every five years. Okay. So in order for the state to enforce that, they need to be able to measure the difference between what the assessors are doing at the local level and what the market is for property in that specific municipality. Okay. And so part of the process there is they are monitoring the difference between assessed values and sale prices. 
And there's a whole department at the state level called Equalization, the Bureau of Equalization, who's responsible for setting equalized values, reviewing and analyzing sales data, and publishing reports that indicate what the level of assessment is in those municipalities based on their research. Okay. And municipalities have to stay in compliance with, with that law. So if they become in danger of being outside of 10% of market value, in any of the major classes, by the way, that could include commercial property, residential property, or agricultural property. If any of those are outside of 10% for more than a five-year period, then the state will step in and require a municipality to have a revaluation. Okay. So what I've always wondered whenever I report on this process is why can't a municipality just use that equalized report that comes out from the state in August that shows what the market is doing? Well, the equalization report will break down uh, valuations by different classifications of properties. So they'll break down the total value, for example, of residential property within a municipality, commercial property, agricultural property, and so on. But it doesn't provide valuations for individual properties. It's just the global overall valuation for the entire municipality. Okay. So the function of the assessed values is to break down the values individually for all the taxable parcels. Okay. So not necessarily being a math person, I'm just going to give you a simplified version of how my mind works on this particular equation. So if that equalized values report comes in and say the town of Brussels, they're entire market valuation has gone up by 14%. You can't just apply that 14% to every one of the properties or whatever you have to apply all over them to arrive at that 14%. Or is that kind of what they do? We might be getting too much in the weeds here, right? (laughs) Yeah. No, no, that's okay. The, The assessor has to be responsible that individual property values are accurate Okay. And what the state is doing, if they're measuring, you know, large numbers, they're measuring the entire municipality, it may well be that some types of property have gone up more than that percent and other types of property have gone up less than that percent. Mm-hmm. So it's really an overall average. It would not be correct for the assessor to say, okay, uh, property value went up, say, 14% in a given municipality. So we're just going to raise the assessments on all properties by 14%. Got it. Our jobs would be very easy if that were the case, but <laughs> it would not give accurate results okay. uh, of you know, pro- individual property values, Well, it's a good thing I'm not an assessor then. Let's just say that. <laughs> right. So now when this equalized report comes out, I imagine in years prior to the pandemic, municipalities didn't worry about it so much because they were always in compliance with that 10% or had been for more than a decade in Dora County. And the Real Property Listing Office, they say that it is just unprecedented to have so many out of compliance with that 10% spread or the ratio between that market value and the assessed value. So what is happening? Why are market rates going up so much? Well, if we look back a little bit in time, Prior to the recession in late 2008, there was a period when property values were increasing fairly rapidly, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 9 or 10% a year. Hmm. And then we had a, a screeching halt with the recession, and property values took a dive in some cases and decreased and took some years to recover. 
So because you had that that sort of lull in the increase in market values, a lot of municipalities went a very long time without having to have a revaluation. Mm-hmm. Like you say, they were they were in compliance with the 10% for a number of years because of that market slowdown. And then, you know, gradually the revaluation started to increase in the last five years or so, I would say. Okay. But really, we had a huge surge in property values during the pandemic. And it really affected mostly residential property because there were some types of commercial properties that actually lost value in the pandemic, okay. businesses suffering and so on. But but really, residential property spiked. The sale prices being paid for properties increased faster than I'm aware of that's ever happened before. Hmm. And what that means is when the state starts measuring the difference between assessed values and sale prices, they're showing that the sale prices are much, much higher than the assessed values. And so a lot of municipalities very quickly fell outside of that 10% compliance and are now being forced to have a revaluation. Okay. And so when they fall out of that 10% compliance, how many years does a municipality have before they have to do a revaluation and a brand new tax roll? If they fall out of compliance, they have three years. Okay. So fairly quickly. Yeah. And if they don't do their revaluation within that three-year period, the state will actually do the revaluation for them and bill them for it. And it'll cost probably triple what it would cost if they just had the revaluation done by an assessor. Okay. Now, the city of Sturgeon Bay was the first one to be at the top of this wave of revals that are going to be required here in Dora County, and that was in 2020. And then there were none in 2021 or 2022, but this year... There were four with one market adjustment, and the four were in the towns of Bailey's Harbor, Gibraltar, and Union, and the village of Sister Bay. So what is a revaluation, and what happened in those towns this year? And then I'll talk about some of the other towns that are coming up next year. Sure. There are a few different levels of of the scope of work that the assessor can perform in a given year. And these are outlined by the state in the uh, property assessment manual that the state publishes. But essentially, the minimum scope of work that the assessor can perform is what they call maintenance work. And a lot of municipalities will kind of ride out maintenance from one year to the next as long as they can because it's the lowest cost option. It's the least disruptive to property owners, tax bills, and things. But maintenance assessment means we have to cover new construction, for example, land divisions, anything like annexations or property that's becoming tax-exempt because it's taken over by the government, something to that effect. But but we have to cover physical changes to properties. We also have to review all the sales to determine which ones are arm's length sales or usable for appraisal purposes. There's a minimum scope of work that the assessor has to do every year okay. by reporting requirements to the state. So that's trying to keep them up. I mean, that's trying to keep up with the market. So Well, actually, no. Oh. On the maintenance assessment, the state says that the assessor is not making changes for market conditions. Oh, interesting. So we are keeping the assessments at whatever level they were set during the last revaluation for uniformity purposes, but we're monitoring how far away we are from market value. Ah. And the state does their own monitoring as well through the equalized values. Okay. So that's the lowest scope of work that the assessor can do. It's the lowest cost to municipalities. It's the least disruptive to property owners. And a lot of municipalities prefer to go that route as long as they can. Yeah, (laughs) sure. But then there are three other levels that the state identifies that do involve updating to market conditions or updating assessed values to to reflect market. And those would be an interim market update. Now, let me, I'm just going to stop you right there. That interim market update is one that the town of Liberty Grove decided to do this year 
instead of a full reval. And then the village of Egg Harbor is also going to be doing an interim market update next year. Those are the two known ones. There could be others that are coming down the line, but those are known. So what what does that mean? Instead of doing that full reval, they're not within that 10% parameter. So they would, in essence, need to be required to do a reval, but instead they're doing an interim market report. So why can they do that and what is it? Sure, great. Let me first just explain what the biggest scope of work is, the revaluation, and then I think that it'll fit in kind good. of nicely. Okay to see what the interim level is. The most extensive scope of work that the assessor can do is a full revaluation. And that involves the assessor visiting every property physically, going through the assessment records that we maintain on properties. In other words, we have measurements of houses and buildings. We have bedroom, bathroom counts. We have quality and condition ratings. You know, all the attachments, how many garages do you have and porches and decks and land information. Uh, all this detail that we have on each individual property and a full revaluation, we we go out and audit that information property by property wow. and uh, take new take new pictures of all the properties. It's a very extensive work, but essentially redoing the property records to make sure that whatever data that we're using to establish values and do our analysis is uh, 100% current. So if somebody puts a deck on their house, for instance, since the last reval and never got a building permit, this is when they're going to get caught, correct? Right. This is when we find it. Okay. And it's not, always just, it's not always just improvements that people are making. The opposite can also be true. There are properties that actually deteriorate in condition. Yeah. And, you know, we don't want to assume that they're in good or very good condition if we're starting to see a lot of wear and tear or a lot of deferred maintenance. And so it really works both ways. It's not just out to catch things that people have built, but it's just to make sure that the data in general is correct before we make our evaluations. Okay. So do you always have to go inside the house or is it just outside? Well, traditionally, assessors would walk through all the, the houses and businesses. And that was, it's in the state laws that the assessor has to make the assessment from actual view. And if that's not possible from the best information the assessor can practically obtain, that's the language in the law. Okay. So the way that that's been interpreted for generations is that assessors will walk through the insides of the homes. And I, I think the rationale there is a lot of the value that goes into a home is on the inside, right? So yeah. you wouldn't buy a home, for example, without walking through the inside of it first, because you understand that a big part of, of what you're paying for involves the interior condition, layout, number of rooms, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if, is your basement finished or do you even have a basement? Things like that. We want to know these things when we're setting our values. So traditionally, assessors would walk through homes. Property owners had the right to refuse that for privacy reasons, but then if they refuse to cooperate with the assessor to allow a walkthrough, they may have to forfeit their right to contest their assessment formally at the Board of Review. Oh, interesting. sort of a trade-off there. Okay. And that all changed in 2017 when there was a, a Supreme Court case that challenged the constitutionality of taking away somebody's appeal rights to their assessment just because they want to exercise the right to privacy. And Ultimately, these laws that are still on the books are now unenforceable as a result of that Supreme Court case. So property owners no longer have to allow the assessor to come in their homes. And if they choose not to allow it, they still have the full right to contest their assessed value. Oh, interesting. So then, in essence, they no longer have to allow an assessor to come into their home. And so what percentage would you say when you're doing a full reval actually involves 
going into the interior of the home? Well, we've seen a real big change there. Some of the municipalities used to put in their contracts that the assessor needs to walk through at least 90% of the homes in order to fulfill the contractual requirements of the revaluation. So we used to walk through almost every house. Mm. And I think now it's more like 20%, 30%, somewhere in that ballpark. Wow. So it really, really decreased. And I think most of it was really the result of the pandemic more so than the Supreme Court case. I think when the pandemic hit, people were just less you know, willing to let a stranger walk through their homes, Mm -hmm. maybe initially for health reasons. I think there's also just been a little bit of a change in culture. It used to be more acceptable to, you know, walk over to your neighbor's house or your relative's house and knock on the door and say, hey, surprise, we're here. Let us in. And I think nowadays people are, are more likely to call ahead or there's just been a little cultural shift there where people just don't open their door to, to others. I think we call those unannounced visits. <laughs> and <laughs> it doesn't really have a positive subtext to it. Right. So how accurate can an appraisal be if you're only seeing 20 to 30% versus 90%? Well, we definitely have to make some assumptions. And I guess we, we're working off the existing assessment records, most of which were created at times when we still were doing walkthroughs. So it's not as if we don't have any information on the interior of homes. Also, we can follow up with uh, building permits that may be changing homes, interiors like kitchen remodels, for example, or basement Mm. finishes. We can work with the local building inspectors to get some information that way. And when properties go up for sale and listing information is public, then we can see interior photos and we may do some updating of records based on things like that. But another process that we've used is to send out mailers to property owners asking them questions about the interior of their home just to verify that data if the municipality is not going to have us attempt walkthroughs. Okay. You know, believe it or not, we get a pretty good response on those. So I think most people, at least on some level, are willing to cooperate with the process. Okay. Could it also be that people don't want their property values to increase, and so they don't want anybody to see what they've done to the inside? Well, I'm sure that that, that, Some of uh, it? Okay. that sentiment is out there. Sure. sure. Yeah. So that is a full reval, and that would be if they're, they're, they're completely redoing it. You know, the assessors will, will look inside in as many properties as they can, but update the tax roll completely. So that's the top thing that a municipality can do, correct, for the revaluation? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. About how much do those cost? Is that revealing a secret that you don't want your competitors to know? Well, I really shouldn't, okay. shouldn't generalize too much, but it, it depends on the, you know, if you've got a, a lot of farms with a, a lot of outbuildings, we're going to spend a lot more time in the field collecting data and stuff like that. If you've got if you've got a lot of vacant parcels, but not a lot of parcels of houses, like some of the rural areas have, that can affect the, how expensive it is. Okay. So there's a lot of variables involved, but it, it's definitely expensive in the sense that we have a lot of labor time tied up in visiting properties and processing the data that we're collecting right. in addition to doing the actual appraisal work. It seems like it's a very expensive, unfunded mandate from the state. I mean, because the state does tell you that you need to do this, and then the municipality has to foot the bill. I remember when Sevastopol, the town of Sevastopol, was talking about it, and I don't know who their appraiser is now. I can't can't recall, but they are supposed to be doing one next year. And I know it was above $100,000, you know, it was, and it depended on whether it was full inside or only partial inside and that kind of thing. But they're not cheap, for sure. Is it true with all other states that 
a state mandates that you do a revaluation and the municipality has to pick up the cost of that? I'm not an expert in other states, but I can tell you there are very few states that have assessment done at the municipal level. Most states have assessment work done at the county level. Ah, okay. And then the counties are footing the bill in that case. Got it. All right. So we talked about the full reval and now the interim market update. And that's a thing that the town of Liberty Grove did this year and the village of Big Harbor is looking at next year. What is that? The interim market update is when they say interim, they're talking about in between revaluations. Mm. So the assumption is that you had a revaluation in the past where you went and visited all the properties. You're going to do that again in the future when it's deemed necessary because the property records are no longer reflecting actual site conditions. But in the interim, you can still update values using the existing records that you have in place, assuming that those records are reasonably accurate. So in other words, we're, we're skipping the whole data collection phase of going out and viewing all the properties, taking new pictures, taking new measurements. We're using what we have on file for that type of data, but we are updating the values to reflect the sale prices and the market conditions. Okay. So it's a little less expensive in the sense that we don't have to do all that on-site data collection. Sure. And so why wouldn't everybody just do that? Well, it's another thing that a lot of municipalities are trying to do to avoid the cost of a revaluation. But there are some some points where the assessor will say, hey, listen, it's been too long. We know these property records are out of date, so we're not going to give you the option of doing that anymore because Uh, we know the results won't be accurate. And, you know, it's our responsibility to make sure those results are accurate. So sometimes it's the assessor telling the municipality, hey, you need to get your assessment records updated. But the state also does have a recommendation that some form of a revaluation needs to be done every 10 years. They they don't enforce that, however, but it is out there as a recommendation. The Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. For those towns that have already undergone a revaluation, everybody thinks that that means that their property, their real estate taxes are going to increase as high as the increase in the market value for the entire municipality. Can you talk about what that means for individual property owners? And we'll just, I think, stick with residential. But what does a revaluation generally mean for an individual property owner? Great question. And let me say that this is really important stuff that I I think every property owner should understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, People pay a heck of a lot of money in property taxes. And, you know, as an assessor, I talk to people all the time who have no idea how the tax system works. And when you pay, you know, five to $10,000 a year in property taxes, and you have no idea how the system works, Mm. I will take every opportunity I can to to help you understand that. Mm -hmm. But let's take, for example, how sales tax works. The amount of money that's generated from sales tax is based on how much sales activity is going on and how high prices people are paying for things, right? The higher the prices, the more sales tax is collected. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that property taxes work that way, but they don't. In other words, if assessors raise values, if people start paying more for property, it does not automatically generate additional tax revenue. And so 
to kind of back up and understand how that works, the assessments that the assessor makes are completely separate from the amount of taxes that are collected. The taxes that are going to be collected are established through the process of adopting a budget and a tax levy. And the school district does this, the county does this, and the local municipality does this. Uh, and the technical colleges also collect some property taxes. So they all have budgets and tax levies that they adopt. And that's going to be the dollar amount of taxes that they collect for the year, independent of what the assessed values are. Mm-hmm. So in other words, the only way that additional taxes are going to get collected is through a change in the tax levies, not through a change in assessed values. This is on a global scale, not necessarily individual properties, but on a global scale, there will not be additional taxes collected just because an assessor does a revaluation. So it only has to do with the tax levy that your local municipality and school district and the state, I mean, the Northeast Wisconsin Technical College exacts on your property tax bill. So each one of those has a slice. I think the state does as well, doesn't it? The state can levy property taxes, but they haven't the past few years because they've had enough money in their surplus budget and things. Okay. So everybody adopts their tax rate. Now, if the assessed value after the revaluation, if the assessed value increases significantly, does that automatically mean that the tax levy rate, that the rate mill rate is going down or what does that mean? How do those two relate? Great question. So yeah, a lot of property owners say, well, how can that be? How can my assessment go up and my taxes not go up? That doesn't make sense to me. Well, usually taxes creep up a little bit from one year to the next because the levies do increase a little bit. Two, 3% a year is fairly normal. Mm -hmm. So your property taxes might go up a little bit from year to year, even if your assessed value does not change and there is no revaluation. Mm -hmm. But what happens in a revaluation year is the levy may still go up 2 or 3%. There are limits in place that they can't raise the levy more than a certain percentage without having referendums and things in place. Sure. So really there is a restriction that the levies can't just spike up on a revaluation year. So what that does is, if, is the assessor will increase the tax base by raising the assessed values on all these properties to get them up to the market values and sale prices, but yet the actual tax collection is not allowed to increase by that same amount. Mm-hmm. So what that does is it forces the tax rate to be lower. Uh. And there is no way to keep the tax rate the same from one year to the next. It's not really legal to do that. There are checks and balances in place that will prevent that from happening. So it's an automatic adjustment of the tax rate down significantly so that a lower tax rate is applied to those assessed values. And your taxes really don't go up nearly as much as the assessed value goes up. Okay. So they're not allowed by law to increase in conjunction with the percentage that the entire municipal value increases or your property. So what is said a lot of the time is, is that the mill rate is going down or the tax rate is going down. And so even if your assessed property value has increased me as my individual property, then you won't be paying more in taxes. That's often what I hear elected officials say, but I don't know that that's necessarily true. What happens with an individual property under a a revaluation? I would say in practice, during a revaluation, about a third of the property owners will end up paying higher taxes. About a third will end up paying about the same as what they paid before the revaluation, and about a third will actually pay less taxes, even though their assessments went up. Okay. Um, that's usually, that's, you know, in practice, roughly what we see happen. 
And really what the assessor is doing by assessing each property is kind of creating a slice of the pie for each property owner in terms of how much of that tax levy is each individual property going to be responsible for. So, for example, a $600,000 property in a municipality is going to pay exactly double the taxes of a $300,000 property. But ultimately, when you add up the tax bills of every property, it's going to equal the tax levy. Okay. Right? So, yeah. the assessed values are just, are just dividing that tax levy up amongst all the properties according to their valuations. Okay. Now, you had said something interesting to me about one way to gauge if you're going to fall into what one-third you're going to fall into – and it had to do with how much the overall value goes up in the municipality? Yes, that's a great point. So let's say, for example, in a revaluation, the assessor finishes our work and we have raised the assessed value of a municipality from $100 million to $130 million. Well, that would be a 30% increase in the tax base or the overall assessed value of that municipality. And what you can expect for your taxes then is that if your assessment goes up about 30%, which would be in line with the overall increase for that municipality, then your taxes would stay about the same. Mm. Or maybe they would creep up a little bit because they creep up a little bit every year, regardless of revaluations. Mm -hmm. If your assessed value increases only 20%, you may see a decrease in taxes. Mm. And then if your assessed value increases more than 30%, which is the average for the municipality, then you would see a greater share of the tax burden. Huh. So if you see your property has increased in value, even as high as 30%, it doesn't necessarily mean under a revaluation that you're going to be paying more in property taxes. Correct. Wow. That's pretty astonishing. Most people would think that that seems antithetical to common sense, that if it goes up that much, there should be a higher property tax that you're paying. But that's good news. That is good news. And in perspective, revaluations are not about collecting additional tax revenue. They're about making sure that individual properties are paying their fair share towards the overall tax levy. And you probably can't say that enough. I think the word you used or the phrase you used with me was revenue neutral, that revaluations are revenue neutral. So the amount of revenue that a municipality collects after a revaluation is only going to differ by the amount of tax levy it has increased, correct? Exactly, correct. Okay. So it doesn't mean anything. A municipality isn't saying, ooh, we're going to get all this extra revenue now that our assessed values are going to be so much higher. Not at all. There's not a penny more collected because of a revaluation. Okay. Well, this has been very illuminating, Dean, and I've really enjoyed our conversation. We have a story in this week's Peninsula Pulse about this whole topic, and I know that a lot of people are worried, and maybe this will put their minds more at ease. I'm curious about your company. If so many additional municipalities need to go through a full reval, how do you handle that? Do you staff up? It is a challenge uh, in a lot of municipalities are in a position where they really need a revaluation. There is currently a shortage of assessors in the state. I think it's you know not a job that a lot of us ever expected we were going to have without a better oh. career. Yeah. But, but no, I would encourage people to get into this line of work because I think there's a lot more of a need for assessors 
it's becoming more of a technical position as well with the advancements in technology and things that are available to help us with our appraisal work. Mm. Um, so it's actually a really interesting career option. And right now there's a shortage of assessors. So yes, we're hiring. Okay. We're foreseeing a more of a need for this type of work in the future. And in some cases, we would love for a municipality to do a full revaluation. But if we don't have a staff to put boots on the ground to visit all the properties, we may be forced to do an interim market update. Oh, interesting. Okay. So what kind of background do you need if you want to be an assessor? Obviously, we've established that not my background, given the kind of formula I was going to apply to people's property values. But what kind of uh, background do people need? Well, you don't need a college degree for it. In fact, a lot of the assessment firms and, and assessors' offices across the state are prepared to do a great deal of in-house training. Really, there's not a lot of other options for us because there aren't really any technical college programs out there to to get somebody ready to be an assessor. A lot of it still is you know, on-the-job training and apprenticeship and things like that. So we're looking for, if possible, some kind of related experience in the real estate industry or potentially in political science or something to the effect of working with local governments. Hmm. Oh, that's but we're interesting. we're willing to do a lot of that, a lot of that training in-house. Okay. All right. Well, Dean, thank you so much for agreeing to come on and talk to people. And I think you also said that it's really important for people to understand that and their real estate taxes and how they're computed. And one resource is the 2023 Guide for Property Owners, which can be found at revenue.wi.gov. So I think that's a, it's a document that the Department of Revenue puts out. Yes, it's very educational and it's it's not too full of technical terminology. It's intended to help property owners understand the assessment and taxation process. Okay, great. Well, Dean Peters, Vice President of Operations for Associated Appraisal, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today. You're welcome, Deborah. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening always to the Dora County Pulse podcast. My name is Deborah Fitzgerald, and until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. This podcast is produced by Miles Danhausen Jr. and edited by Rachel Lucas. If you want to help us continue to create more great episodes just like this one, visit our website at doorcountypulse.com.